Thanks for joining us. It's Tuesday, December 6th on another episode of Red Rock Sports Podcast. Sitting in for Jared on the captain's seat, I am Connor Holzkamp. Back on the ones and twos, Baby. where he belongs. Baby. Back from the IL. Nick Sopris. Yep. And to my right, the host of Sports Betting Daily, friend of the show, sixth man of the year, Tyler Walgie, sitting in Jared's chair. Hello, Mike. How you guys doing? What, what are we feeling today? I'm feeling healthy. Feel, that's good. That's good. We're back. Right? I wanted to come, but you people told me not hey, to come. you people. <laughs> yeah, we did. Stay away. I'm, yeah. feeling, I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling prime time nice. That's how I'm feeling. Aha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, the exciting news of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. That you have surely heard about, unless you are living under a rock. No, what happened? <laughs> the CU Buffs hired their 28th head coach, primetime Deion Sanders. It's coach Prime to you. Oh, um, Coach Prime, coach baby. Prime. Hey, go. we're excited. Uh, we're definitely going to talk that. That's probably the the highlight of our show. Uh, he's, bringing it, he's bringing his luggage <laughs> and his Louis. And his Louis. He is bringing it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit. How many bags? How many bags does he bring? Oh, he's doing. He's bringing a lot. He's a nine bag guy. He's packing like he's going to be here for a while. Matched Louis. Matched Louis. That's good. I'm I'm feeling buff today. You know. No, you're looking buff. Don't get it. You look buff. I guess. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Then we will unfortunately talk about the source of my depression on a weekly basis: the Denver Broncos, who have sunk even lower. Is that possible? uh, Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I I I think so. We'll we'll talk a little bit about them. Uh, The Nuggets coming off of a disappointing road trip. We were feeling high last week. Jared and I talked a little Nuggets. We're feeling great, Mm -hmm. and uh, last two games kind of crashed us back down to earth a bit. We'll talk a little them, and since we have our NHL guru over here, Tyler, uh, we'll talk a little abs. All these injuries mounting up, starting to look like the Red Rocks uh, sports podcast the last few weeks. Yeah, so. hey, hey, we stream you know together. So funny, we stream together dubs, no matter what. You know what's so funny is you guys always say like the guru just because I watch the NHL. <laughs> it's like well, if, you if also no one watched the NFL, well, it's like the guru, the specialist, Connor, because he actually watched it. If no one else watched well, hey, football, it's like, so, I just watched it. It's, it's like, it's like fair, classic. You, like everybody's an abs fan now. Everybody was a U.S. <laughs> men's national team like soccer <laughs> enthusiast. They went from immunologists to mm-hmm. soccer mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. So everybody knows everything <laughs> about everything. And now all we're all CU Bus fans. Correct. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. That's great. Hey, let me it, tell it you. Round. There's room on that bandwagon. It's Come room. on over. Tell uh, us your, hey, real and, quick, and, tell, and, us, tell us the thing you're most sad about with the Buffs. We were talking about it off air. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I was so, saying. So Walgy, that, Walgy has season tickets. He's gone. He goes to every game, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. anyways, big fan. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've only missed a handful of games the last few years, or in the last like, couple decades. But, um, the th- the only thing, the only downside of this, the only part that's going to suck is, I'm not going to have the room now that I th- that I normally have. Right? I like to put my arms ah. up, sprawl out, put my legs down because it's like bleacher seating, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I I like to spread out a little bit, you know, have my food laid out, and now it's going to be packed. Rightly so, mm-hmm. it should be. Like the bus should be good. But I mean, it was it was it was no one up there recently. All right, so let's get right into it. Let's get you. You bring up prime time. Let's get right into it. Coach Prime, only thing this Coach Prime. Okay, is that prime. respectful? Do I gotta say Coach Prime, Mister Coach Prime? I mean, prime time's a cigar, so sure. You know, uh, hey, I am stoked. This is the most excited. I, Tyler can attest to this. This is clearly the most excited I have been about college football, let alone in Colorado college football in general over the last yeah. ten years or so. Mo- like most people. Right. Most people in Colorado have kind of paid attention to the Buffs occasionally when they've been okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, everyone's excited now. It's Deion Sanders. This is a national story. 
like everyone's talking about this on ESPN right. on on all the shows. So it's so cool that all the spotlight is now. On I the mean, buffs, hey, all the you know success or fail, whatever happens, the CU buffs are relevant again. Right? I mean, when's the last time we could legitimately say that? But, I mean, you talk about success or fail. I think the chances of failure are actually rather low because the stat, it's all about a couple things. Obviously, no one really knows if, if Dion's like an elite coach at this level. Like, you mean the X's and O's? And- yeah, he hasn't had a chance yet. He's been D3. He, he coached high school a couple years ago. But that's not really what you need. It, it, well, and D1 successful. last year. Well, not D1, not, it was Jackson no. State. Isn't but, that D1 uh, no, Division 2? Well, yeah, but it's it's a whole different uh, that, level of football. Yeah, the FCS. Right, but it's not D3. Level. It's bigger. It's, well, it's little... like the Bears, kind of. But <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So it, it, it's a different level. Though. Golden Bears. It, but, but my point is, it, at this level, or at this like day and age, to succeed in college football, you need to be able to, to recruit well and do well with the whole NIL thing. Now they can get paid. So it's going to come down to like the boosters. For recruiting, I'm talking about. Right, the, right, the, right. the, the boosters and the the... Coaching staff around these guys. Can you get to the NFL? So can you get paid? Can you get to the NFL? That's what matters. And yep. that's what Dion can bring. And he's putting a good staff around him. So I think that everything's there for success. I don't really see him faltering. Plus, the Pac-12 is not that great. I mean, especially the South. Like, the North's getting a little better. Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, you could argue. But USC and and, and uh, UCLA are leaving in two right. years. Big deal. The, the Pac-12 South. Now, now so. speaking a little bit of money, you just brought it up. I did have a question for you, Tyler, for those who may not know... Uh, also co-host the Buffs Nation podcast. Yeah, uh, which, which is, <laughs> my God, <laughs> it's got a bit of rough year we, for the Buffs I mean, Nation podcast. We were talking huh? about like, do we keep like the Buffs are so bad? They were the do worst. We cancel team the, the show. Pack. Honestly, <laughs> the and the ratings were kind of like dipping a little bit this year. We're like no one wanted to hear about them. No one wanted yeah, to. It's a tough year. I know, but after but, this, but it's regardless, like, yep, it's we're going to be right back in action. Let's go for sure. And, and it's kind of it's, it's great that it worked out. That you know the. Oh, although Jared's also uh, a yeah, co-host yeah. on that with you. Um, but it's good that, good having you here for today. I wanted to <laughs> ask you this question, okay? Because this is coming from yes. a complete dummy in terms no. of how coaches Tell are paid. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. where the money comes from to, you know, I don't understand the business side at all. We're talking about scholarships. So I, I, I saw this quote. It was tweeted out by a CU Barstool. Oh, gross. Uh, so is this the Rick George quote? Yeah, no, so, I, so I'm going to I'm gonna say it, and I want to know what your response is, because this is coming from someone who, like, my, I'm selfishly telling you, I'm telling you I am a, a completely ignorant when it comes to this stuff, okay? But Colorado Athletic Director Rick, Rick George was asked how CU came up with the money to hire Deion Sanders, and he said, quote, well, we don't have the money yet, but I know we'll have it, so I'm not worried about that piece. And, and, and so... I'm sure there has to be some explanation. Like maybe this is like somewhat normal or whatever. Yeah, and, and that was sort of tongue in cheek when he though? said it. Yeah, what is that? So first of all, if you listen to it, it was okay. totally tongue in cheek right. when he said it. But what that means is they don't have five five million dollars in escrow just waiting to pay <laughs> okay. him like like up front. They're gonna make the money through different ways. And that was a message not meant for that reporter. Mm-hmm. That's been taken out of context. That message okay. was meant for the right. boosters. That message was meant for other people. He was trying to. to I think Rick George needs to get used to the idea that everything he says is going to be scrutinized by a national audience. He hasn't been used to that. So he was talking to, to a specific group of people. He seems like an Don't interesting character. That. Rick George does. Yeah, I met him once at the airport. I talked to him for like 30 minutes. Oh, airport, a- airport beers yeah. or what? Yeah, it was Vegas. Well, I mean, he said he was finishing up a Pac-12 tournament for Liar. basketball. But Liar. Yeah, he was wearing these sick CU, jo- or a CU Nikes like with this nice suit. It's like uh, Rick George. 
All right, so uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. that, that hey, that's nice. It's it, nice. But it's, it's almost funny as good how as if every, you could have talked to Hackett for like, everyone was pissed minutes. off at <laughs> doing that. Don't everyone was do that. everyone was upset with Rick George for a long time, like the last like year or so. People were pissed off at this guy, right? So it's kind of a one eighty that everyone's doing right now. So let's not forget that. Well, and, and he and was it, like the and how big of a deal, Tyler? Is it uh, the so again? This is something I, I know much less about than uh, I would like to know, but. How big of a deal is it that they have gone through kind of the board and started changing these transfer portal oh, dude, uh, that's credits, so, credit that, rules? And, that's so huge. I never thought that would happen because the, the regents at CU, the people who make that happen, are so old school and they generally well, have no, really, no, they're not They're not old school. They're old. Exactly. They're old by definition. They are old school also. Yeah, they haven't updated. Geriatrics. But they really haven't cared much about football and it's shown in a lot of different things. Up until recently, they've made the football team pay like the athletic department pay the school back for certain things sweet like, we'll loan you some money for this but it's been so weird how they've treated athletics mm. but i think they see the money it's bringing so, in so did so, i get but, this right like a big part of what they're doing is they have made it to where credits can be accepted more easily yeah, from that, other universities is that a big i mean it, that, that was one of the that was one of the hang-ups before is, is these good transfers because cu offers a lot of niche things like like their niche their uh oh, their, i love the, that the, the programs they offer and the credits that they accept when you come over so a lot of these like general you know like i don't know like obviously they have astronomy but, astronomy well i think they have astronomy but but the point is you know a lot of <laughs> things that other schools offer cu didn't use to so they'd say you can come over, but all these credits won't transfer. Oh, so flag they, football, they've for now, instance. Yeah, flag football. And, now, do, uh, you know, synchronized swimming. Do you swimming. think it took something so, like so, a so Coach this, Prime coming yeah. over to get that done? Or, 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 or did it take a disaster season like this for them to realize maybe they're I, actually I as know. valuable to a football team? There have been disaster seasons, you know, every third season for the last 20 years. Mm, I mean, there have yeah. been several, you know, two win years, three win years in there. It's been bad. And they haven't ever cared. But, you know, it's also not a coincidence that all these other schools are getting rich because they're getting good, they're making money off it, and they're seeing, okay, football equals money. So maybe it's the money that's driving this. I don't want to be cynical here, but when you really get down to it, maybe that's what's behind these decisions. Well, for, I mean, for, maybe for at a certain point they look at it and go, oh, but like, we're not making bring, money here. You're telling me Coach Prime it won't bring money? He's going to bring a oh, lot of money course. in ticket sales, yeah, merchandise. No I already read that all these... Uh, the merchandise they were the number one you know selling team over the weekend just, just putting the magnifying glass on the weekend for like Amazon and uh, uh, sports uh, 247 or whatever the national uh, sales website is but they're selling merchandise they're selling tickets already they already sent me an email they don't do this until like February or March generally send the renewal email they sent it already last week mm. like a day after the announcement like, yeah, <laughs> Coach Prime. Hey, want to renew? I just want to know when I can yes, get a I do Coach want to Prime <laughs> bobblehead. That's what I want. Oh, I want to, right here on this everything's desk. I want one right here on everything this desk. Gonna bobblehead. Keep it but, fresh. But the main thing that that matters here is the players that are already coming over because the talent wins in college football. You you can't go out there with a team like CU and expect to win games. I mean, they didn't have the players. So 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 let's talk a little bit about that and talk about kind of what's what's laying ahead and how quickly you can expect a turnaround. How how quickly, I guess, can, would you, Tyler, expect to have a turnaround? And do you think it's outrageous to think the Buffs could be in a bowl game by next year? Uh, do you think that's of all, asking that's a lot? Great coffee. Um, no, next year, the Seas should make a bowl game for sure. Okay. Uh, a bowl game is you just have to win six games. Right. Like that should be, I think the over-under is probably going to be around seven and a half, eight and a half, okay. depending on who they get. Because that's going to be a big part. But I'm assuming that what we've seen happen in these just, what, couple days, week, week or so, is going to continue to happen. If not, ramp up. 
because once a couple recruits start to come here, there's going to be a lot more that that come as well. And we've seen a couple uh, people who have already committed to certain schools flip. Uh, the number one receiver in the country flipped. Uh, CU offered the number one offensive lineman a couple days ago. I saw that on Twitter. So, I mean, we're talking about the best in the country. Now their list looks like, you know, Alabama, Georgia, you know, Texas A&M, Colorado. <laughs> it's hysterical to see what's happened overnight. So I think that a couple of these players are going to sign. This is going to be a wave, and CU is going to be a completely different team next year. I'm just hoping certain players like on defense, like the linebacker Josh chandler Sumito, can find a role and stay because he's done so much for this team leading tackler by far this year you know you hope guys like that can stick around on, on offense receiver montana lamonius craig had eight catches for like 115 yards against cal this year and the only win of the season is he even going to play next season so you no. have these weird i know but it's so weird like <laughs> and obviously what you want is for the best product to be out there who can give you the best chance to win it's just strange seeing an entire roster turnover that quick and it's going to be a positive thing a real good thing now how does that work in terms of so you obviously have a whole team of student athletes here right like a a roster filled out yeah obviously there's not going to be room for all these players no that's why in in, in his speech but but you can't uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but how does that work? Do you, you, I mean, it's not like the pros where you just cut somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you do. You can take their scholarship away. You can, okay, so you can take... Yeah. So scholarships are not but, like a guaranteed right, thing. No, They're no, but that's a, why Deion Sanders, in his initial press conference, which has so far gotten 2.8 million views on YouTube in just a couple of days, in his infamous speech he said so far to the team, or in that, he remember he that. said, you're gonna, for those who don't think you make it, you got to hit the transfer portal. Like, we're bringing some dogs in here. They're hungry. They're going to want to eat. Right. You got to hit the transfer portal. So they, he was very oh, they, blunt and they asked about him, that. Somebody asked him, what is our offseason going to look like? <laughs> and, he, and he responds by saying, oh, we're going to work. It's, I, my goal is going to be to make you want to quit. Yeah. Because and, and if now, you want to quit, I don't want you here. And I think that was the only question he didn't say great question to. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. That's, that's a funny observation. Yeah. And, and it might have been the only, actually, he probably did say it. I think every single question... He ended with, we're coming. Did you see, uh, yeah, we coming. We, well, we are. The buffs are coming, man. I mean, that's why I think Love it's it. going to be a quick turner. You asked about a bowl game. I think that CU is in the playoffs in at least three years. I think they're flirting with it in two years. Because remember, the playoff expands after this season. It's right. four teams again right. next year. Then after that, it's 12. I mean, the buffs can get in when it's 12 teams. Now, let me, let me ask you. Go. Can we all agree <laughs> I don't know, that maybe. we're coming? Is a much better oh, slogan than "Less Ride." Oh, oh yeah. especially <laughs> when, when Dion says that compared to right? Russ. Yes, hey, I get chills. Is Dion the what, the exact opposite of Russell Wilson? He's the exact opposite of is Nathaniel he? Hackett. Yeah. Oh, he kind of is. Nathaniel Hackett, though, I'll give him this award: the most aerodynamic head coach in college yes. football. Yeah. The most aerodynamic. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't wear a goatee. He wears a chin tee. I didn't even. Has he had that all no, season? No, no. He's he's developed it. Yeah, yeah he's I trying mean, to change they, his image. That, he's <laughs> going for. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not going to be this cue ball slap happy. Now he's going to be this. It's uh, like when Hulk Hogan. Rough. It's like when Hulk Hogan went to NWO. You know what I mean? It's Hulk. like the same thing. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Maybe he's just trying to show that he's not letting himself go. You know? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely. Yeah, already on everything inside, else. Go. He's dying. But the buffs are back. Can I say one thing? Sure. Yeah. If you're going to go to one game this season, it may cost a little more, but you got to show up. It's the Nebraska game. Second game of the year. It's at home. And the reason is those... God, I hate Nebraska. Dude, they always show up and they're wearing that stupid ass red and they fill the stadium. And you know why? It's because CU hasn't been great lately. And we got to show up and keep those Nebraska... The core, 
corn chuckers. We got to keep them out of here, okay? Uh, get out. Go on now, yeah. get. Yeah, so. I saw that uh, Rick George in his, in his, you see what he said during the interview about, or during the press conference about uh, <laughs> to season ticket holders, he, his message. What? He says, well, yeah, don't first game of the tickets. year, Nebraska, I want to see a, a sea of black and gold. Do not sell your tickets because we'll know. And it's not going to fly this year. Yeah. That's what he said. Dude. Do not sell your tickets because yeah. we will know. And, and I'm it's surrounded not fly. by those people. I will show you guys a video. And, and this, you know, it, but for those listening, the video is a. A 360 shot of my of my seats. It was in the first half of the uh, Utah game, and there was no one around me. And we're talking about Senior Day, right? Last game of the season, and and I know that it wasn't you know, C wasn't great, but that that's what the fans were doing is selling the tickets or not, or not going at all. And so there were either away fans surrounded by me the whole time, or no one by me the whole time. And that's what sucks is these these. I have tickets. My family's had the same tickets since the mid-60s. And it's because my grandpa got them when he went to see you. And we, it's kind of like a sentimental thing at this point. Like, would I like to upgrade, get different seats? Maybe, but like, it's, it's, it's a family thing at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So we're surrounded by that default by all these other old school season ticket holders. And it's it's sucked so far because they haven't given a shit. I'm sorry. Do you guys swear on this pod? Yeah, uh, no, we'll I, let it slide. We'll it, let but, that one but, slide. But it, 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 honestly, it, it, it kind of annoys me because it's like either get rid of your season tickets or give them to someone who's going to go because they don't show up. So well, I hope they, that changes this they year. They should show up this year. All right. Last thing I want to say Sorry. on this bus. And then, up and then we're going to move on a little. Bit. We're going to move on. Last thing I want to say. So there is this uh, rhetoric that I've seen in the Twitterverse about there's some people, the negative Nancy's of the world who, who say that, well, this is just a stepping stone for Deion Sanders. Duh. See, he was just a stepping stone. Duh. I just want to respond to that. I want to see if you kind of are on the same lines as me. Like, it may be, right? It may be a stepping stone. But Definitely if it is. is a stepping stone and he moves on, that will have mean he's done his job. So on one hand, yeah, but but I just don't care. Like, I will take two yeah. years of getting this program back on track, even if he leaves. I mean, are you concerned about that at all? I've just That's the last no, question I no. wanted to bring I up mean, about it. The, no, the very worst case scenario is what he leaves in one year. Like, that's the worst well, case, Well, he's right? probably going to go through with his kid a- until he's graduates. So what, two years? Yeah, but I mean, that, w- that would be the... We're, we're saying worst case would be one year. Right. You know, playing so that would mean he's done his job. He's done so good yeah, that people but, but are like, oh, That's well, my point. Is, is he's going to leave this place a lot better than he found it. So it doesn't matter what how long he's here. I, I, I okay. think right now, if I have to put an over-under, I would say it's like probably three and a half years. All right. Fair enough. Um, but... Yeah, this is obviously, this is how the world works. There's jobs that you attain to get, and there's jobs that you get on that way. So this is not, no one's saying that CU's some destination that he's going to stay here. Would we love for him to spend his career here? I mean, that would be the be awesome. best thing ever. But All right. Well, hey, we love so. it. There's room on the bandwagon. I am jumping yeah, on. Get on. Uh, get on uh, and, and get your tickets to the Nebraska game. Let's get go. Get your tickets, baby. All right. Uh, something you said there, uh, leave it better. Than it was before he got there. Mm-hmm. Someone that's not doing that right now mm-hmm. is Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. We must. We must transition. The Denver Broncos lose. I don't know. I, was I don't so know if you can call it now a heartbreaker. About this. Like, I, there's no, a, no buffer. There was no buffer uh, there. No buffer. I, I I'm don't know. sad if, now. Buffer. buffer. See what you did there? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, now nah, the Broncos are three, and I don't know if you can call it a heartbreaker loss because really our hearts are already smashed into pieces on the ground. Broncos go to three and nine. 
another just abysmal show, a no-show from the Denver offense. Russell Wilson, surprisingly, actually had 77% of his passes completed in a game where the offense scores 10 no, points. Nine points. Nine points. Uh, I mean, obviously showing that they're taking some underneath throws. I don't, I'm at a loss for words at this point. I want to know, Nick, are the Broncos the worst team in the NFL right now? The only other team that could be worse than them, I argumentatively Houston, Houston, obviously, but they don't have a quarterback on roster for a quarter billion dollars and a coach that has no idea what's going on. It is by far and away the worst team. I think finally, you know, it's bad. I've got two buddies that are like diehard Bronco fans. No matter what support the team. We're always going 12 and 5, 13 and 4, and even they're dead. They are finally in the acceptance phase of the grief. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone that what you a, talk to. What are the phases? <laughs> it's like denial, <laughs> something, something. You cry a little bit, and then you accept your fate. I don't know. <laughs> Accepting is the end. Okay. Accepting is the end. And, mm-hmm. and that's where we're all at. I mean, it's just, and, and the problem is just the realization, regardless of if you think it's Hackett or Russ, is that we're stuck with Russ for what, three years? Well, it's three or four years that we have to be with this salary. It's absolutely atrocious. Also, not even, Russ didn't even play that bad, like all things mm-hmm. considered. Like, we're so talentless everywhere. Yeah, Dulcich it, is just our best it offensive is not player. Just, it's not just Russ or just Hack, for sure. Um, or Ross. I don't know if you guys are still calling Ross, Ross on this show. He will be Ross. Yes. So, obviously, I'm watching the same games you guys are, and it's been annoying to see no improvement week by week. Like, that's all you ask at this point, right? We just want to see some kind of improvement. And if anything, it just pisses me off that Seattle is going to get a better pick. I just want to ruin that for Seattle and just win a few games. But just to bring a different perspective, um, the power ratings right now for a few different outlets. So, uh, Pro Football Focus currently has the Broncos uh, 22nd overall. Uh, one of my most respected uh, NFL sports bettors who I know has the Broncos rated 25th overall, and uh, the player ra- or the power rankings on PFF when it, when you boil it down to like uh, plus minus they're 21st. So and that's great. I know. I, I, lo- ju- I, I love everything you're saying. Sure, we can we can pretty it up. It doesn't change the fact that they have the fourth worst record in the league, only followed by the Rams, the Bears, no, and the I, Texans. I know, but I'm looking past. Look, record win loss. I mean, the Broncos have had a ton of one loss games. Don't and, care. And no, I know you don't. But same my point number here of is, wins as three of those teams you just mentioned too. Don't yeah, care. But but my my we would lose. We would right we would lose right there. Wins. We, so, we, yeah, we would lose to the Rams. We would lose to the Bears. Exactly. And we would. I know we beat. So the what you got to do sometimes, or look, not what you got to do. I'm just telling you the way that I look at it as a sports better. You got to look past wins and losses. Like that could be deceiving. And here's why: you make a face like that, you need to vocalize when you disagree with me because we're. All I'm right. upset. But here's the I'm thing. upset. <laughs> Let's just play out a scenario, okay? Yeah, play it out. Broncos are down by two at the end of the game. McManus misses a 40-yard field goal to win the game. Typical. Are the Broncos intrinsically right. are the Broncos intrinsically a worse team because they lost the game? Correct. I right? agree. So, so if the field goal goes six feet to the left, are the Broncos now a better team? So this happens a couple times through the season, and it shapes the narrative. So you look past that when you look at stats like this that have been boiled down through very different ways of looking at the game through analytics, statistics. I mean, I want to, I want to add to something you just so, said. But, but, but hold on before, before I finish, yeah, 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 I, I yeah. want to just have one more point. There may be a reason why the Broncos are losing one score games. I'm not saying it's like 50, 50, they should be winning half, but it's, it's a lot deeper than losses equals 
bad team. Otherwise, it would be every single year. Exactly the worst team in the league, worst record. Second to worst team in the league, second worst record. We can all agree that never happens based on variance and the way the season plays out. So the Broncos, because they have that record, are certainly, at least by the the wise guys, the, the betting market, and the people who I know, not looked at as even close to the worst team in the league. So the counter with why that they are... <clears throat> In regards to now and going forward, the worst team in the league, they have a $250 million quarterback mm-hmm. that hasn't lived up to anything well, that he's done. you could say they're the worst based on expectation. Okay, okay, but, but you said there has to be a reason, Tyler. And I will say this. The reason is the offense. I mean, that is the reason that they are losing close games. Well, I've They got some, cannot uh, score the ball. So Where l- are they on offense? Let me, your, let me read you things. some PFF numbers, okay? So this is pro football focused. So you're right. The offense, they're rated overall 31st. Defensively, the Broncos are rated fourth. Okay, that's just overall boil it down to one number. Offensively, thirty first. So yes, second to worst offense in the right. league. And, and 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 if you can't score points, it is, it is uh, going to be a tough go for you. I will say this. I, I wanted to add it to what you were saying there. I, I am in a in a. It's like a loser pool. It's kind of like a. Survive, <laughs> yes, you are. It, it's kind of like a survivor pool. If you ever played that, where you just pick one team every week, but the difference is you can pick the same team every week. So you could, in theory, pick Houston every single week to lose, right? The reason the Broncos are never something that I want to pick in this loser pool is because the Broncos, on any given week, have the defense to make it a close game with pretty much anybody in the NFL. Yeah. Right? I mean, they really do. Their defense is that good. Uh, But their offense is so bad that they just can't ever really seem to get over the hump and win a game. And, And to Nick's point, when you have a $250 million quarterback on your team that you traded the entire farm for, I would say that you could argue from a from a non-analytic perspective that you are in the worst situation at the very least in yeah. the league of all. You have the, the least you have the least amount of hope yep. in regards to that what you can turn it around. Yeah, and so yeah, to your look, point, look. like Pro Football Focus has them rated obviously because of their defense, but the offense is so horrible to watch. And again, it's very bad. And, and thirty two, by the way, Houston on offense. Um, I don't have that up uh, in front okay. of me. Okay, yeah, no yeah. worries. But by the way, these are just the numbers I'm bringing. I don't necessarily, like, I, I think it's enough is enough. I'm so sick of seeing these Broncos. I'm just showing you guys another perspective what some of these other, other people think. And in terms of the expectations, okay, th- this uh, uh, NFL uh, handicapper I talked about earlier, I have his rankings right here. So the Broncos actually aren't the team who's fallen off the most from the beginning of the season. That would be the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, to start the year, was five points better than average. They're currently, according to his rankings, okay, this is one person's rankings, they're currently minus two and a half. So they've had a seven and a half point adjustment. The Broncos, to start the year, and he may have been a little sharper on the Broncos, were only one and a half points better than average. They're currently uh, two and a half points worse than average. Mm. About the same as Green Bay. Yeah, that's great and all, but at the end of the day, we're three and nine. We don't have a first round pick that's ours. I understand we traded for Miami's pick. It's just really bleak. You know what I mean? No, I know. And it, I know. it doesn't matter if it's who's calling the plays, whatever. It's, so talking it's really about where, enough- the, where, where, where the team is right now, that's horrible, right? That's that's a whole different discussion, though, from how good this team is in the NFL. Are they the worst team? To, to what you were saying, you are get- the Broncos number two on that, on his swing, like from, from what they were expected to... Or do you not have that? That's all right if you don't. Um, I mean, I was just doing it <laughs> top of my. Uh, Ultimately, yeah. it doesn't matter. Cortland Sutton looking like yeah. Well, we've been sold a bag of goods. I think. I think yeah, why I'm snake angry oil. and yeah. why so many people are feeling frustration out there, anger at this point. Anger 
is just deep. Broncos in Arizona is on. I think, and it, you know what? It's not just that the Broncos sold us a bag of goods. A ton of talent analysts out there, people who analyze Pro Football Focus, as as early as last year, had the Broncos rated as the highest talent outside of quarterback of any NFL team, and, and it, it, this was uh, there was last year going yeah. into last year they said the Broncos no, that was that out, was the narrative, and yeah, that's what people was were that, saying was it, that, it, it, hey the Broncos are just a quarterback away, right? And so <laughs> maybe PFF's just full of you, <laughs> you spend, at these numbers. Well, if you ask the players, they don't like them. But uh, you spend all this money to get a quarterback in, and. Uh, quite frankly, guys, it is looking like the offense is not what anybody thought they were. And I'm not talking about Russell Wilson. I'm talking about the receivers. I know there's been injuries, but Cortland Sutton does not look like he can be a well, number one or number two receiver on a team. I, I do have point. that grade here. Uh, offensive grades. The receivers are grading 31st in the NFL for right, the PFF. Right. So, yeah. so our receivers, who we were sold as, hey, these guys are, are legit. Um, right now, even when... Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are playing right now, although I know Cortland was out last week, but even when they're both fully healthy in the game, I'm not sure you can even make the argument that Cortland Sutton is our number two most talented wide receiver right now. Right. You know, that's KJ Hamler, not KJ Hamler, uh, Kendall Hinton. Well, for what they're asking these receivers to do. Right. Because they're and, asking these receivers to run short routes and, 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 and then yards after catch. I mean, he's not really... Russell's been... This whole offense has been so... What, what are they waiting for to fire Hackett? Like, oh, what, what yeah, they, what is that? I don't know. Shouldn't they have done that by now? Now... Feels that way. Okay, so... I, I actually see an argument against firing Hackett in the no, middle of the season. No, please enlighten me. Okay. My <laughs> argument my <laughs> argument for not firing Hackett in the middle of the season is if you are ownership right now, you need to see, you need to make a decision by the end of this year whether you are going to just fire Hackett and that's the problem and you're going to fire Hackett and you're going to go get a different coach and you're going to try to like make some tweaks and come back next year or... Do you need to just blow this entire thing but up? No, blow it if, up. If, if blow that. Like I'm blow talking. Like you need to decide. Do you need to fire? Because Peyton, Do you need to maybe eat the? I'm literally saying maybe eat the cost on Russ. Go a to completely different direction. Trade away every player you can and blow this thing entirely up. And I think there's some value in keeping Hackett around until the oh. end of the year. Just so that you can evaluate, <laughs> is this only just a so that problem? you can like not only not only but but is on. this so a, you can you can have him next year so that we guaranteed get a top five <laughs> pick the following year. Well, there's that too. I mean, hey, I think everything's on the table. I just think that maybe you keep Hackett around so that you can continuously evaluate the other pieces of your team and say, is this more of a Hackett problem than anything? Can't we all agree that Hackett is not the answer? Like, like he clearly doesn't know what he's doing running the running the organization. In my opinion, like I, I've sold my stock. Here, here's the problem: is is that everyone like yes. like I said, it's <laughs> it's like half that it's Russ's fault, half the people say it's Hackett's fault, and then I guess all of us agree we actually have no idea what's going on. You have to get rid of Hackett to see what you can do with Russ. Well, like that, that's that, where that's it's where, at. That's where I was going with that. Is is you have to get rid of Hackett either way. The only question is, do you also get rid of Russ? So under that assumption, you have to get rid of Hackett now. To see if Russ somehow does something different under a, a different coach, different system, blah blah blah. I don't know if they'd have a whole different system. I, installed, don't, I, I don't know. I that's don't just know what the I. What I think is it, it. It Russ is potentially salvageable. Potentially, I don't think I Hackett. I don't think Hackett is salvageable. I, I agree. I do not think it's salvageable at so all. I think you got to rip the bandaid off. It's like yeah. not even a bandaid. It's like it's just like a deep 
like open wound. It's yeah, like you a war rip, wound. It's you not gotta, a band-aid. It's like a full. You got to rip off a gauze when you yeah. just got home from a <laughs> deep knife wound from cut from a uh, from old Chicago cooking. Yeah, yeah in old Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> a deep <laughs> knife wound in old Chicago. Yeah, you know, just cutting the pizza. You know, <laughs> that's happened to you. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. To you. Okay, <laughs> so we we should go to old Chicago. I love they should be our spot. Uh, it's my favorite place to eat. <laughs> Those Favorite chain, no doubt. Yeah. You know what I like? The Italian nacho. Oh, Italian nacho is mm. by far and away yeah. best appetizer out Very there good. for any Very chain. Good. Load up. Mm-hmm. You dip it in the marinara. The marinara. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, and I and that with a tall boy? Uh, t- yeah. I, uh, I, I've been on some antibiotics, so I'm drinking in a few days. So I'm real excited it's about it. It's on your calendar. Getting back on the wagon. <laughs> hopping, on the back, sauce. hopping back on. Oh, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> it just makes me sick. I, and it's getting to the point where you don't have to watch the game. You know what's going to happen. I, you know what? I will say for, for the first time in, in uh, seriously, including these last six years where we have been tough to watch at times, I can honestly say this is the first time where I was catching very little of the, of the Broncos game this weekend. Yeah. It's, I, I it's, couldn't do it. I could not. I mean, I tuned in at the end. I tuned in, but I just flipped to red zone and was just like watching red zone and uh, I couldn't do it, man. And it is tough. It is tough. I don't even know where we go from here. Let me let me um, ask you a silly question. This may be silly, maybe not. Okay, does the hire of Deion Sanders put any kind of pressure on the Broncos to make a splash move at, like, at all? Yes. Like who? Go hire Deion Sanders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Conspiracy. Know, go to Dub Valley and lure him, or uh, go to uh, Folsom Field, lure him over to Dub Valley. Crazy. Like, uh, like 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 paid man or something. Well, and, and they got, <laughs> yeah. well, and that's what they were saying is is obviously all, all radio is talking about bringing in. Um, what about John Gruden? About the sheriff, but ooh, 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 in, in, in all honesty, that's what you should do. And and, and do they fire Peyton? Is kind you of fire the Peyton, and you get you fire Peyton, you get a different Peyton with Peyton <laughs> with Peyton <laughs> here. He's done Peyton. Man. He did a decent job, but look, the three biggest decisions he had did to he make: know? Hackett, Gregory, Russ. He had the uh, green light on all those. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. That's your man. boy, Randy Gregory Holes. Uh, that yeah. is my boy. And that's yes. your boy. Yeah. I'm a bit of a Randy Gregory fan. Uh, you know, he was looking pretty good. Had an injury. How, do we see? I don't know. I don't know what to do from now on. Let's flip the page. Let's 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 get done with. It. Are you, you guys got anything else on Broncos? It's just making me depressed. No, about it. I'm down Who to start yelling. I'm down else to on the Broncos. Yeah, literally at this point, everybody agrees. Hey, this is a Bron- it's a Broncos sucked. town still. All right, we still we we speak to the people. We talk a little Broncos for you. We're gonna move. We're gonna move on. Fine. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a slightly less depressing topic, something that has some more hope involved with it. The Denver Nuggets. Hope, change hope. <laughs> yeah, Denver Nuggets. Let's go, Nugs. Are sitting, I believe, 14 and 9 right now as we speak. Is it 14? I believe it's 14 but and I, 9. I thought it was 13. Uh, it, it is 14 and 9, I believe. I think I'm thinking of the I'm abs. like tripling down now, so if I'm yeah. wrong, like you got to call me out on it. Uh, so they're fourth in the West. Last week, Jared and I were on. We were talking a little bit of Nuggets. Uh, our expectations compared to how they were looking now. And we were on cloud nine, right? We were on the pink cloud up here. The Nuggets were second in the West at the time. A couple really tough road losses. Now, now the Nuggets have been, they, they were second in the West, but they've been playing some pretty weak opponents. Yeah. Granted, they were on the road, right? The Nuggets played more road games than anybody else in the NBA. But we're talking like the Rockets multiple times and OKC and the Spurs and, uh, you know, they played the Knicks and it was getting, uh, hey, this is a, a nice little early uh, measuring stick, right? As to where the Nuggets are. They went and they played the Hawks and the Pelicans on the road, mm. got blown out in both games, really disappointing fashion, comes out after the Hawks game that Trey Young didn't play. 
because of an argument that he got in with the coach. So there's clearly some disarray going on in that franchise right now. Get completely blown out. Absolute no show. And then the Maybe Pelicans. trade Russ for Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess right. Get one dumpster for another. Uh, mm. I would definitely do that. But regardless, uh, they go on. They lose to the Pelicans, who are a really good basketball team. But again, this was kind of. I, I think a lot of people were kind of looking at this like a measuring stick. Where are the Nuggets? They're they're actually going to go play some good teams now. What is it? Right. And Jose Alvarado on the Pelicans goes off for thirty eight points off the bench, eight threes, just destroys <laughs> destroys the Nuggets, and. I think you're seeing some, you really, I might be overreacting after two games, but it kind of seems like some of these trends we have seen, if you were going to take the the pessimistic view of the Nuggets up until this point, they really glared their head in these games, and you are seeing a defense that is now ranked 26th in the league. 26th in the league. According after, to like what's that? Uh, according to defensive rating. Okay. It, it's just defense. It's how many points per 100 possessions, mm. right? It's That's kind of the true. standard how what it's it's what you kind of standardly rank defenses off of. They were 15th last year. 15th. And what are they this year? 26. Wow. They on paper supposedly got better at defense. What's happened, Nick? Any idea here? <laughs> I'm I'm not worried. I think it's one of those things. I actually think the Pelicans 15 and 8. As it stands, yeah, yeah they're no, good. The good. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, thirteen and eleven. I think the league has a lot of parity in the sense of there's the teams that are good are really good. I think it's one of those things that you're just going to kind of hit those bumps in the road. Now, I'll be totally honest. I didn't watch the Pelicans game, but I like that team. That's a team that even experts are saying is is the dark horse to make it to the the conference finals. And I think it's one of those things you're going to hit some bumps in the road. Obviously, the I hate to to not be super extreme, but Nuggets are going to be there. Nuggets are going to be in a spot, like I said, going for a home field advantage. They're going to have something where they can kind of play through it. And, and you are seeing less required of Jokic in regards to them trying to, at, at least as it appears, not put as much of the onus on him yeah. to generate everything. Now, that's very true. Uh, with that said, Nick, I got, I got to push back on you here. I am a little bit concerned about where this Nuggets team is right now. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. You mentioned that in terms of last year, they're trying. The Jokic is having to do a little bit less, right? Something that's really concerning me right now is how bad this bench has been. It has been so bad. Nikola Jokic last year led the NBA in on-off rating. You guys know what on-off rating is? Uh, no. no. I'll explain it for for you and, the, and those out there. It basically just means what uh, points per 100 possessions uh, differential, like points above or below what the other team is when you're on the court compared to when you're off the court. Okay? Okay. So Jokic, when he was on the court compared to when he was off the court for the, for the Nuggets last year, led the NBA with 16.3 points different per 100 possessions. Like, that's a lot, right? He led the league in terms of they sucked when he was off the court. And when he was on the court, they were scoring much more uh, compared to their opponents. This year, he is at 26.8 point differential compared to. uh, So in other words, when he is on the court this year, 
Uh, the Nuggets are 14.1 points more than their opponent. When he is off the court, they are negative 12.7. Wow. For a 26.8 swing. It's a little uh, much. It's astronomical. Yeah. Uh, you know the wild part, too, actually? He's not even number one in the NBA right now. Number one in the NBA is Steph Curry right now. Shows you just how bad the bench has been for the Warriors and the Nuggets that these guys have astronomical on-off numbers that would be like among the record-breaking numbers for the NBA if they were to stick, right? And that's obviously Steph Curry and Nikola Jokic are amazing players. They're MVP-type candidate players. So you expect to have a pretty big on-off number, but not that big. That is a massive number that is, that is saying that, hey, this year the Nuggets bench is struggling even more relative to last year when they had Bryn Forbes and Facundo Campazzo and Jamichael Green. And you brought in these guys to be defensive, you know, players to help, right? right? Both the draft picks that were taken this year, Peyton Watson and Christian Brown, were supposed to be defensive players. They brought in KCP, who's a defensive wing player. They brought in Bruce Brown, defensive player. And they have slid backwards on defense. I, I, that is what's it's troubling me a little bit, Nick. All right. I mean, I, is I, it early? I mean, it's we're we're over a quarter early, of the way early the enough for you to okay. Yeah. It's it's not a small sample size, right? Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm a little bit concerned, uh, but I, I guess we'll have, we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. <laughs> you know, it's one. I'm concerned. All right, I'm concerned. One of the things I'd, I'd want to see too. It felt like last year when you had all those injuries and. People got kind of coming in and out of the rotation in regards to them just trying to plug and play. It certainly seemed like the bench got less minutes. It seemed like a lot more was required of the starting unit. I'd be curious to know minutes in regards to how they're playing, whereas it certainly seems like Michael Malone is trying to get more of a run with his entire team, as whereas before it was like straight Jokic all the time. But to your point, I mean, it's not a bad stat. So I got one more question for you regarding these nuggets. Is this the year where... Michael Malone starts feeling some actual heat if the Nuggets don't perform. It depends on what you mean by perform. I think obviously if they don't make the playoffs, that's an obvious question. I think let's say about uh, I'm talking early round exit. I don't think so. I actually don't know too much of. I'm not on the Twitterverse. I probably should be. It's a little too much, a little too toxic for me. You get a lot of shade on on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's good. Yeah, Twitter (laughs) is toxic. But he's been getting he's been getting a lot of hate for years actually now. Right. So so. I think it's one of those things. This isn't necessarily his his make it or break it year. I think next year, in my mind, is something where if we don't see actual results, the team. The problem is the team way way overperformed last year. So there's a benchmark there that he has to hit. But to your point, again, the ball as the game slows down come winning time, come where you need to actually get dubs and actual sets, I think you're going to see a, a lot more of controlled pace. The Nuggets are a team at this point where they're just trying to get to the playoffs, in my mind. So, I think it's going to be on the hot seat. I think this is a year where expectations are there. I think that there's some actual decisions that he's making that I'm starting to actually question. What don't you like? Uh, Christian Brown is out of the rotation. Why? You're giving up more points than almost anybody in the NBA. You're on the bottom of defensive ratings. And one of your better defenders is out of the rotation. You're not even, I don't even know what he did to leave the rotation. He's, he was playing well. He was, he was a fan favorite. We talked about him on this show. He's, he's been playing pretty good for a rookie. And suddenly he's just kind of been out of the rotation. I don't like that. I don't like how, uh, uh, bones Highland against the Pelicans goes out for five minutes I understand he was a minus 14 in five minutes. It's tough. 
tough look for Bones Highland, but he ran into a shooter in Jose Alvarado who just shot a few threes, and that, that's just what it was. Uh, Coach Malone benches Bones Highland. He only played five minutes the entire game. Damn. Right? If you handed the keys Damn. to this guy, right, you've got to be willing to go through some of these growing pains. Damn. Am I right? Like, you've got to go through some of these growing pains. I think what it shows is a little bit less about... Well, let me rephrase. I think that says more about the lack of depth. I think maybe the Nuggets aren't as deep as we would like them to be. Pelicans, super deep. The Atlanta Hawks, obviously showing a little bit of depth to be able to pull it out. I actually think I'm probably wrong. I think I'm, I don't think, I I think with the exception of Trey Young's offensive output, I don't necessarily think Trey Young is like a crucial guy. Obviously they won without him, but I I don't know. I, I think the, the Hawks are pretty good. They also got Deontay Murray who probably carried well, the load. And so. the Pelicans didn't have Ingram either. In I don't game. think it matters. I think that the, I think the Pelicans are, are really stacked there. Chris, you know what I mean? They're, they're I entire, like the Pelicans. This yeah. Game, no so doubt. I think it's one of those um, things. How about the last thing I want to bring up last thing that I'm looking at in terms of Michael Malone is look what bull bulls doing this here. Have you seen this, Nick? I have. This guy is now, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he's either one, two, or three uh, in terms of most improved player odds on DraftKings. Uh, Bull Bull is looking great. And I just think, from a Nuggets fan perspective, when w- people have just been begging to see Bull Bull for years, well, and he never really got the chance, and now he's getting the chance. Well, let's, let, let's remind the people that the Orlando Magic are currently five and 20. So let's just remind ourselves that sometimes production doesn't necessarily equal like wins. So no, granted, that's great. That's great. No doubt, I'm, but he's I'm playing at, like their best player and he's clearly on a, fi- like on a, a, fi- on a five right and 20 team. Yeah, he's not a superstar sure. right now. Uh, but I, I just think, okay, just to, just to tie a bow on it and then we can move on. I just think at some point, Malone's going to have to answer for why he is not playing some of these players that the Nuggets are drafting that have this upside, that have this potential. Obviously, Christian Brown was brought in here for a reason, to help on the defensive end. And if you're not going to play him, at what point is he? Does he? Does is it fair to criticize Michael Malone well, for, nug- for not playing these Nuggets guys? are obviously all, in a pretty good spot if they're 14-9, and nine, two games out of first, and Connor... You're upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. I I expected this defense to be better than it is, and I don't think that the Nuggets, if, if they are going to continue to have a 26th ranked defense, I do not think that they are in the contender status. What re- what record would it take for you at the end of the season? How many wins? Not a record. How many wins would it take for you to be satisfied with the Nuggets season? 50. 50 okay. wins. The and, current and, over-under is 50 and a half. Yeah, and so if they honor you savant, so yeah, if they, if they hit that over, then then I'm happy with it. If if not, I think it's underachieving, and I just I wonder, I just wonder about some of these rotation moves. That's all. I just, I just wonder. Uh, they also got a new defensive coach this year. It's his first year here, so I wonder how much that's affecting it. I really just want to see for the Nuggets. I want to see their defense improve, and uh, you know, let's see how it all comes together. But I, I'm a little bit irritated. That's all. A little irritating. A little grumpy. A little grumpy. A little, little grumpy. grumpy. Still got hope. I still think grump. they're a great team. Anytime you have the back-to-back MVP on your team, you're looking pretty good. Currently okay. rated second for MVP. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Hopefully they can get that one, get back on track, and, and we'll have a different discussion in a couple Eight weeks. o'clock. You know, those are late. You know, it's, that's getting to it's my bedtime. It's a home bedtime. game, too. Yeah, it's a sign of our age it, because it's, young, younger it's me national televised game. younger me would have absolutely loved oh, an eight too. o'clock primetime game. And now you know what? Dad's tired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dad wants to go to bed. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't do those. All games. right. Uh, let's move on from the Nuggets. We'll uh, round back in a couple weeks on that. We are brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, and we have been 
kind of doing a nice little game here in the Thrive Thrive Fantasy uh, in the last few weeks. Thrive Fantasy is very similar to a daily fantasy sports league like DraftKings or FanDuel, except instead of picking a lineup of players, you are picking a lineup of player prop bets. So Nikola Jokic over under his rebounds, um, Ezekiel Elliott over under rushing touchdowns, right? And you're going through, you're picking a lineup, and you are competing against others for real cash prizes. Go ahead and use our promo code RED, that's R-E-D, RED, and you can get a hundred up to $100 matched in your account from what you deposit on your first deposit. Uh, it's a, a really nice deal. And one thing that I really love, and I know Tyler likes to talk about this too, but one thing I really love about Thrive Fantasy is the player prop lobby where you can parlay player props and the payouts are significantly better in many cases than you're getting on yeah. a lot of other websites. I had right? one of my uh, buddies who I bet with sign up and he called me like the next day. He goes, dude, how is this possible? How are they going to keep allowing this? Like, how are they making money doing this? And the, the reason that they, that this happens is thrive fantasy pays out every single parlay as if it's house odds. What that means is it treats every bet as if it's minus minus one ten. So if you put two bets together, you're going to get the classic plus 263 or whatever it is payout, okay? If you but what you'll find often is that like DraftKings, FanDuel, these other sites, there will be 125s that you're getting for 110 on Thrive. So you put a couple minus 125s together, that's going to pay a lot worse than a couple minus 110s together. So that's why it consistently pays more for those. If you can find them, you're going to make oh, it, it, it makes the parlays actually a worth, plus worth EV doing bets. It from even a professional it, sports it, betting it, mind. It, it turns it from a bad bet to an actual. Now, you can't do this blindly, but there's cases where it right, really right. applies. It's, so, actually, it's actually in play, yeah. right? But, but look, most people aren't looking to save a couple cents on the dollar here or there, but it's a perk. So if you sign up and, and, and do play those games, for sure you take you, advantage of the, play, of the uh, parlays. You know what I really like personally about Thrive? What's that? I like how when you're in these contests, it is much more focused on the players you know and the stars that you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, you're not having to go through and find like that diamond in the rough, like which is the third string running back that's going to get five more carries today than he normally gets and what's his value. It, it, you know what I mean? That's how you win those normal games, right? Right. right. On this one, you get to go through uh, all the players that you know and follow and it's so much... To me, it's a more enjoyable process of going through and just being like, oh, Nikola Jokic, Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Like, but but all, to clarify players, quickly, right? before before we wrap this up, uh, the, the thing that separates every every player on these contests is the over and under pays different. So this weekend, uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, okay, uh, when, when he plays the, the Denver Broncos, his over for receiving touchdowns, just a half, okay? So the over is 125 points. The under is 75 points. So if you choose Juju over and he hits in the contest, you get 125. Mm. If the under hits, you get 75. So that's how the contests work, kind of assigning different points. So it, so it stratifies people. So right. we have our picks, right? Yeah. So we have been doing our best picks on this show for a little while now. The loser, in terms of winning percentage, at the end of the year will have to do the one chip challenge, which is a very spicy chip. We are going to videotape it, put it out there for everyone to see and laugh at. It's going to be great. Uh, right now, Jared, who is not here, is 8-5. and five. We'll post it on social. Rumor is, what I've heard is that at the start of the new year, 1-1 one, one 
as they say. No, 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 no. We're going all the way to 2025. A lot of news, a <laughs> lot, lot, lot of stuff coming for the show. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, right now, currently, Jared's at eight and five. Last week, he hit with his bet uh, for Jonathan Taylor under 1.5 okay, total touchdowns. Okay, okay, let's go. What are you? I'm eight and two. Okay. Uh, I hit Mac Jones under two and a half touchdowns Eight plus and two. interceptions. Okay. Spare me. Eight and two, well, baby. I'm looking pretty good. What is Soaps? Soaps and Tyler Walgie oh, no. are both tied Ooh. at six and four. Ooh, so let's this go, is a Nick. big week for you guys. Big week. All right. Nick, what do you got for your bet on this week? All right. I got my boy, the Max guaranteed man, the quarterback, the guy who looked like he had never played football, Deshaun. <laughs> Middle enter middle name Watson <laughs> under total pass TDs one and a half. Ooh. Okay, no, I ch- I change, I change, you change. <laughs> I change. That's great. Kirko chains, Kirko chains cousins over a half interception. Ooh, all right, Ooh. all right, over a half interception, Kirk Cousins. No, wait. Stop yeah. it. That's your final answer. All right, Tyler, what I, you got? Uh, I'm giving three away. Uh, so this isn't a contest this weekend. Wait, so you're going three for the record, or do you want to just specify one for the record? Let's go three. All right, I'll go two. I'll go nine. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not on the show that often. That's you right. He, he, you can't do this. Well, you're eight and two, and I'm six and four, and then uh, Jared's eight and five. Yeah, he's giving out odd amounts. Oh. You know what? I'm going to give you two, Tyler, that count for the record. No, I'm doing three. Yeah, what is then, this? And we'll do, two. And we'll do two to catch up. An unbelievable. Okay. Wow. Right, so this contest, Bunch everyone, going this, on is a fu- this is going to be a good contest. It's 20 bucks to enter. Uh, winner gets 4,000. Second gets 2,000. Third gets 1,000. Tutties only. Tutties Yeah. Only. So you get rid of yards on tutties only. This is, this is a cool contest. All right. So I'm taking Justin Jefferson over 0.5 tutties uh, receiving. Uh, they play uh, Detroit. Okay. I'm taking Amari Cooper under 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Wow. They play uh, Cincy. I'm taking Jerry Judy under Duh. 0.5 receiving touchdowns against Kansas City. Those are my three bets. All right. I'm gonna so seg- let's go. I'm going to segue back to mine. Devontae Adams over 89.5 total reception yards against the Los Angeles Rams. Boom. Wow, so you got two now. Yeah, because then we got to catch up to Jared. He's and we're going to make this very hard, very uh, difficult for Jared listening back because we got We should make Jared do the math. So <laughs> when he listens back, he's yeah. got to keep track of this. Because we all at the end have to have the same number of picks. 20. Last, not, last yeah, week, 20 is a good number. Last, if it gets down to like we're at 14, we have to they do six say, picks. They say picks. to get any kind of statistical significance with this kind of thing, you need about 650. Okay. Perfect. We're yeah. not going there. We're so going here. So 20, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, so I yeah. like this. Yeah. All right. You know what? I Connor, guess, you're uh, so good at gambling. I guess, you know what? <laughs> just, to, uh, just to keep up here, I'll throw out 2-2. Two, two. All right? That's what we just said. Well. You're going to throw uh, out a 2-2? Two, two? So, what do you have one in your closet? Hard for I'm going to go Austin Eckler less than 1.5 total rushing touchdowns plus receiving touchdowns. Joke. Wow, what a good under. audience. There you go. That's Boom. And I'm going to go Tyreek Hill under 8.5 total receptions. Wow. Oh. That's amazing. Great picks. You know, I covered Austin Eckler in high school for uh, high school football. Where do you go to high school at? He went to your division. He played at Eaton. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. then he went to Gunny. Gunny. Let's move to the B. Well, I don't know the word. The uh, we got the horn battered and bruised, defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, Colorado Avalanche. (laughs) uh, Avs are uh, banged up, like you said, dude. It's 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 
It's been Something, rough for the man. abs. And you hope they can get You got, you got this list of injuries here? Yeah, I got the list. It's like just, a, just read it it's out a for long us. list. Read, read here. it out for us. Here. All right, well, okay. So we got Landis Gog, Nachuskin, Evan Rodriguez, uh, Aturi Lakinen, De- uh, Darren Helm, Josh. Uh, those are the forwards. And then the defenders are Josh Manson, Bo Byram, Curtis McDonald. Uh, and now Nathan McKinnon went out last night. Well, Nathan McKinnon left the game last night with an upper body injury. They're being real coy, real coy about it. But you know how they treat Nathan McKinnon. Like, they treat him like like I treat my... You know what, what's lasted for a long time that I have is my Xbox. I got an old school Xbox. I don't have a new one like you guys. And I, I treat that thing well. I have a little fan that I put on it. On wow! Top to like blow down on it. Not not the fan that it already comes installed. No, I got a, a, a dub fan. fan. Okay, fan. Right, I got a I dub it. fan. I add a fan. Okay, so that's how. So, it, so that's how they, count, they that's, that's uh, eight people. Uh, yeah, nine, nine people, including McKinnon. How many are in a typical uh, NHL team rotation? What hurt? No, just people, players. How many players are on an NHL? So you dress. What is it? Uh, but how many? You play? dress eighteen skaters a night i believe and what 15 of them so, play so uh yeah usually go 12 and 6 some some teams yeah. like you can go you can dress like 11 forwards mm. and play like a uh, seven defenders sometimes well, and some and teams that, do that, so, that doesn't but, so, so, so you dress so it's uh 18 uh skaters 18 and then skaters. Couple goalies. okay yeah, so goalies. about half of our skaters right now are colorado well, of, Eagles of the players. starters uh of the starters are out but you got to keep in mind ice time and it's not always equal, right? So it's not like sure. they're, they're, they're getting the same but, amount But of time. it's safe to say that a very significant number of our skaters right now were well, yeah, in the uh, AHL yeah. a yeah. few weeks ago. No, no, for sure. But, <laughs> the, the, I mean, I, I think that we have to do is look at expectations. When will these players return? What can we expect to see in the near future? Right now on the IR that won't be coming back anytime soon, uh, Landeskog, Nachuskin, Josh Manson, Bo Byron, and Darren Helm. Um, now, I actually did see that Byram is potentially skating, going to come back. He should be back sooner. Landy should be back sooner than those uh, and Nichuskin. So Byram, was skating, maybe. Byram, Landy, and Nichuskin. Those three will be back soonest of those people on the IR. Evan Rodriguez, Kurt McDonald, Lakinen, they're all kind of a day-to-day, week-to-week kind of situation. So they'll be back sooner than later. So, so I think what that the, do the goal, Avs need to do? Well, I think the right goal now. for the Avs should be to get to... New Year's healthy. They'll get plenty of those guys back and have a lot better idea about some players on the IR and don't lose anyone else, you know, long term. Get to New Year's, which will be 35 games played, 47 to go. Get there about 10 points around, 10 points back of first in the central. Like that, I think, would be a good spot for the Avs. Okay. But honestly, the Avs, I think they could they they can do it. Like they haven't really looked bad despite the injuries. Now the worst loss maybe of the season came just you know a couple days ago. Uh, what was that against Philadelphia? The game that McKinnon left. But besides that, and by the way, the Philadelphia is pretty bad. Well, the expected okay. goals in that game was three point eight eight to two point one Avs. Okay. So we outshot them. They just kind of. A couple, you know, shots went in. You're going to have games that go that way. But honestly, I look at the schedule. I don't really see like a bad loss. I don't. They have losses to Calgary, right. the Islanders, New Jersey, Boston, Winnipeg, all good teams. You know, again, the loss to Philly on the road was a product of McKinnon going out. But you and you could say maybe the four three loss to Vancouver at home was a bad loss. But we're nitpicking at this point. Like I don't see it on the schedule. So they've done well so far. The Avs have gone from the best team in the league, arguably, to an average team in the league. You know, they haven't fallen off that much. So 
we you know keep treading, keep keep doing what they've been doing, and I think that again, again, ten points back or so of the central leader is where they want to be at New Year's. No, I had a question for you specifically because and, and you laugh, you know, with the hockey guru thing. But to be fair, you make your living off of a very good portion of handicapping well, well, and but, betting but, but on the NHL. Con- but, but it's a misnomer that just because I make my living, I know every player of every team and all that stuff. It's no, so but much you bring, more but you bring, No, but you bring a different perspective okay, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, NHL yeah, than yeah, any of us could that. possibly bring. For sure. Uh, and I would say at what you do, you are certainly v- very much an expert at in terms of looking at math from a handicapping perspective, right? Um, so what I, I was really curious, actually. What are the challenges of handicapping a team like the Avs when you get all these injuries and there's all these unknown players coming in no, and getting no. minutes? And how do you go about doing that? Well, the really? challenges become pricing things that are even more uncertain, right? That's what this everything in sports betting is about. It's pricing uncertainty. So with these players that you don't know as well, if you can somehow price what they can do better than the market, which in hockey, it's a lot easier than the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. You can have, you can find edges. So when stuff like that happens, so I actually like stuff be, like that. It can it's be an advantage, advantage to it somebody can, like it, yourself. It can be. If you do your homework and you have a good idea of how to incorporate that, then yeah, it can be an advantage. So I like those sort of things. Like when baseball changed the ball around, it's like, how the hell do you incorporate for this? You know, that's got to be a disadvantage. It's like, not necessarily. Right. You know, so a lot of these right. things are actually... If you can use the data to your advantage, it can be a, a positive. So, okay. all right. So we get to New Year's. I think ten points back. And we keep be. treading water. Ten points back, you say? Yeah, but some of these players have to step up. Like you look at Alex Newhook. We talked about him in the preseason. You asked me like one player, like a X factor who needs to play. Mm-hmm. He's got nine points in twenty three games. Logan O'Connor eight points in twenty three games. Sam Gerrard four points in seventeen games. And I know. Gerard's not supposed to be like a huge point earner, but that's a, it's the lowest points per minutes of his career. It's like one point for every 80 or so minutes of time. So, and by the way, speaking of ice time, the Avs are riding Kale McCarr kind of like the Nuggets are with, with Jokic. Kale McCarr currently in the NHL, number one ice time in the entire league. Okay, I mean, I know he's young, but they can't do that all season long. He's playing twenty-seven minutes. Are, are, a game. Uh, are the num- are the leaders in ice time always defensemen? Always defenders. Always. But he's number one of defenders of all in the, the defenders. League. Twenty-seven minutes a game, and by the way, there's only seven players in the whole league that are averaging over twenty-five minutes a game. It's a substantial gap mm. between the top. So. I don't think that's sustainable for the whole year. You've got to ask other players to do something. Some of these guys need to step up, but. The only reason why I see things getting potentially rocky soon is according to, uh, who did I get that from? PowerRankingsGuru.com. They have the third easiest schedule so far in the NHL. So they've not had a tough run, according to PowerRankingsGuru, third easiest. So and I mean that that that's going to also, the Central hasn't been great. They've played a lot of teams in the Pacific. That has something to do with it. But is it fair to say there's some parallels between this Avs team and the Vegas Golden Knights last year? Because I've heard that. I've heard it thrown around on, on talk shows, uh, in articles. I don't know. Vegas, look, Vegas is to- a whole different story. Vegas got themselves into some, some salary cap trouble. Mm. They couldn't hold on to so players. So they weren't injured like this, necessarily. Not like this. I mean, they were banged <laughs> up, but it wasn't like this. That's, yeah. And that was a whole different issue, really, with, with, with Vegas. I, well, there's certainly similarities. It wasn't a whole different issue, but they, there was other stuff going on that caused Vegas to get to where they were. They did have injuries oh. that, that added to where they were. I, I will say but. this. This is the difference between a championship mindset team when you get injured compared to look what the Broncos are doing when they get injured. One, you just see excuses. You see people talking about the injuries. You look at the abs. 
they're not making any excuses. They, no, they're exactly. saying we're down, we're going to go next man up, and they're staying afloat. So uh, let, let's hope for the best with the abs. Hopefully they can get healthy, get back to another uh, cup contender. And Thanks for having me on. Do, uh, we, yeah. do we all think Jared comes back with a story, like a good story? Do you think he did? An, so? an average story. I don't even know why he's not here. Do you think he got in a fight so. with a flight attendant? <laughs> <laughs> wow. How many drinks did he have on the plane? Wow. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate all you listening. Follow us at Red Rock Sports 1. We'd love to hear from you. For myself, Nick, Tyler, I'm Connor. See you next time.